So, what are we calling this thing? Um, the Brick Nebula Podcast. Sounds good. Okay, hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Mike, but not the same Mike. Yes, the, this week, uh, Mike Huffman is out of town, and uh, with us is our third commentator, uh, Mike Cotterman. This week, we're going to get into a number of topics, uh, talking about the Sci-Fi Channel and the Battlestar Galactica a little bit, and the new LEGO Star Wars game, and then we'll get into some other details. But uh, first, uh, we'd like to thank uh, Hand Hosting and Geek Industries for allotting the bandwidth for us to do this, and you can get us at our website at bricknebula.org. So, Mike, how did you get into LEGO? And well, did, did you have a dark period like uh, many of us have? Realistically, I got into it for the women. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's so many women in LEGO, it's better than trying to pick them up in bars because they've already got bricks and you can build little prisons for them. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I just think I like the shape of the LEGO bricks. I just like the shape. There's something about the shape and the way that they stick together. Not like the other bricks that don't stick together in any fashion, even to each other. What Do you do? You happen to remember what your first set was? I can't remember that far back in the ages. All I remember is something large with a big foot and a long tail smelled a little bit like a reptile chasing me. That's all I can remember from that long ago. Dude, wrong podcast. Oh, right. That was uh, that was a long time ago. We'll have to edit that part out. But <laughs> the thing that I liked about it, I always liked Lincoln Logs and big crazy blocks and that sort of thing. And Legos didn't tip over so easily. And when they did, they didn't necessarily fall apart, especially if there's carpet there. So you could just let your imagination soar free. Plus, you could make little forts for the GI Joe guys. And you could put easily build secret passages with Lego bricks. That's cool. I noticed from some old collections my parents found that I didn't always just have the Lego-style bricks. I had some other type of bricks that have extra long stud, which I think you'll know what I'm talking about if you know anything about other brands of plastic bricks. I think those were made by Bleep and Bleep. Yes, Bleep. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's chat a little bit about some of our favorite Lego sets ever. I have to say one of my favorite is number 6783, which is the sonar transmitting space cruiser. And I remember this one because it was, I think it was just about the first one that ever had the light and sound type stuff in it. I wonder if they have any on eBay. I don't know. They are fairly rare, and they were fairly expensive. I think it was 50 bucks even in the mid-80s for it. Wow, how many pieces? Let's see, Lugnet says 345, but it had a number of lights and a little siren and everything on it. It was the start of the modern 9-volt uh, power series. I remember making everything out of it, including a Star Trek phaser. Well, if you do a search for 6783 on, on eBay, you get a couple of knives. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> so, what is your favorite set? I believe you said it was 7130 previously? 7130, as lame as it may be, I like that little S Star Wars snow speeder. And I like the older version, which is the 7130. It was re-released as a 4500, but I believe there was another set even after that. I just can't remember what the part number was. Yeah, there's was. been three or four versions of this. I like the original one, though, because the blasters on the, f on the sides were a little bit... 
more to my liking than some of the others. I can see that. Brick? There's so many things that start with brick. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know. <laughs> brick what? What the heck am I trying to think of here? Oh, man. What is the name of the site that you buy Lego on? Bricklink. Bricklink. Jeez. I can't remember. I can't believe you've forgotten that. I just had a mind a mind block on that particular word. I want to see what they're selling for in Bricklink, your favorite kit. Price guide. What do we have? The last six months, no new kits have sold. Three have used kits have sold. Average price of $67.65. So it actually cost the minimum price is sixty five dollars. So it actually costs more now than it did back then. There are four the new kits available. The cheapest one is one hundred and sixty dollars, and right now the cheapest used kit is seventy five. Nice. So that is definitely a collector's kit because you're never going to buy that one for the pieces. No, never. What? What? What did you find? I'm looking at it. What the heck are you thinking, man? I think you just liked it for the lights and the sound. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like look? somebody took a storage unit and slapped a, a cockpit on the front. <laughs> and a couple of wings on the side. <laughs> Put some wheels on the back. What is yeah. the deal with that? It was, I guess the idea was that it was supposed to be like a prisoner transport ship. But uh, if you press the little button on it, the siren went off and all the lights flashed. I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> It looks like a cockpit on the front of a storage unit. It's a box with a cockpit. I don't even see any wings. It's a Lego pods with a pilot on the front. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yes, it does look like that. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. It looks like it has a little cart that comes out the back or something. Yeah, it had a little vehicle of some kind or a cart. Or I don't even really remember, but it was cool. Oh, it came with two minifigs. Oh, wait, maybe not. Yeah, there were All two. All it says... Oh, man... This inventory is, is kind of screwed up. This set consists of two minifigs. That's it? <laughs> That's all it says. Nice. <laughs> okay. And if you actually go to it, you get the red space guy and the yellow space guy, it looks like. Okay, enough ridiculing my childhood. <laughs> Moving well, along. What is the more recent kit that you've liked? More recent kit? Uh, I really liked the... I really liked the minifig scale Y-Wing, and then I also really liked the, what were they? I liked all three or four of the snow speeders as well. They were pretty slick. I'm going to try to find the Y-Wing so I can take a look at it. Right, There's also a UCS Y-Wing, which was pretty cool. I like most of the UCS, UCS line. This one, did this one actually come as a kit just by itself? With the Y-Wing? It looks like it sold mostly as... I believe it a came with a kit. TIE Fighter and an X-Wing, I think. Or it might have just been with an X, uh, TIE Fighter. TIE Fighter, yeah, there we go. But I have three oh, yeah, that's a pretty cool one. I had this, this original Star Wars actual model, you know, the, the toy model, and I loved it. It was not a Lego model. It was just a regular plastic, a plastic you know, piece of crap. Yeah, I still but. have uh, a really crappy rendition of a TIE Fighter an X-Wing and a B-Wing and an A-Wing I made years and years and years ago. Out of Lego? No. Or just plastic models. out of regular plastic. See, I just never had the patience for that. And the, the stoop, I always had trouble with the plastic cement. Strings everywhere. 
And then once I got it finally built, I was so sick of it that I never painted them. Yeah, it was hard to do stuff like that. But speaking of childhood, let's talk a little bit about Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. That was a cheesy blast from the past. Oh, that, that was nothing but camp. I actually like it, though. I, I went out and bought the Battlestar Galactica movie. I found the 70s... What's the 70s show? Yeah, 70s, 80s show to be painful to watch. But the new one on the Sci-Fi Channel, I really, really enjoy. It is dark. It's brooding. I think it's just executed very, very well. Huh. I have not got to see it yet. I've been tempted to, to slap it into the DVR. Go ahead and do it. it you'll definitely uh, enjoy the, the time spent. Worth it. All right, I'll have to just add that to the DVR. There's too much time where it's not doing anything. <laughs> and then I don't have any movie, any shows to watch. And in the write-up for this podcast, we'll have a whole bunch of Battlestar Galactica links that we have found. Another sci-fi type thing that I thought had great possibilities for making things out of uh, bricks was uh, Riddick Dark Fury, which is about a 35-minute cartoon that bridges uh, the original Pitch Black movie with the Riddick... What was the name of the latest the the movie that just came out about a year ago? Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, the Chronicles of Riddick. It bridges those two. I think it does a really good job of it. And what is the deal with <laughs> with the main character there? I mean, he was in Triple X. Yeah. Then he was in Chron- he was well, always in Pitch Black. He was in Triple X, and then he was in Chronicles of Riddick. And then he does that stupid nanny movie. Yeah. That passes on Triple X too. What is the story with that? I don't think he passed on Triple X 2. The idea with that franchise was going to be that every movie had a different lead. So they brought in, who did they bring in? Ice-T or Ice Cube? something like that? Ice Cube. I knew it was Ice something. What is up with Washstar rappers becoming movie stars? Ice Frappuccino. <laughs> Ice Frappuccino Latte. But uh, the Dark Fury cartoon, I think, had a <laughs> lot of possibility for uh, making some of those ships out of Lego. There were some very, very good technical ideas in there, and I think they could be taken advantage of. Sweet. <laughs> My favorite thing to do when I was a kid, one of the things, and I still like it. I need to find this record. I have it around someplace because I loved it. Does it Space relate to Lego? 1999. <laughs> has nothing to do with Lego. I have got a record of Space 1999, the regular old LP, and I listen to that thing over and over and over again. I love it. Like a space, you know, like a space opera, basically. Space 1999 with nothing but schmaltz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was bell-bottoms at camp all the way. Well, this, I'm not talking about the TV show. This was before the TV show. It was on the radio. And I've got a record of the record of one, I think it's maybe four episodes that the, it has on there. Oh, I love it. I need to find it. Of course, then I'd have to actually find a record player. And then find a needle find the needle, and then record it onto my computer so that I don't have to worry about it anymore. The scariest thing I had when I was young was a 45 that had four songs on it. It had disco renditions of the theme to Space 1999, Star Wars, Star Trek, and Batman and Robin. But they were all (laughs) disco themes. (laughs) Oh, man! That old Batman show where they would do all the crazy dancing? Yeah, the the Batman and Robin theme went something along the lines of Batman and Robin! And that's all you're going to get out of me. (laughs) It was horrific. 
just so you know, I think it might have been a little too much. Yeah. All right. So what are we talking about now? Let's see. The uh, the new Star Lego Star Wars video game. Oh yeah, it's out for Xbox and PS2. Not for the worthless Nintendo GameCube. I, yeah, I the... played one of those in the store. The games are so boring. I think oh. it's also available for the uh, PSP, the and it's available for the PC. I picked up. Oh, a copy... so there's a PSP version. Right. I think there is, but I might be wrong. I picked up a copy of it last weekend for the PC. One word of caution for the PC, unless you have a fairly new video card, you might want to invest in one of those as well. I had a GeForce 2, and that just doesn't cut it. You need something fancier that supports pixel shaders 1.1 or better. So, I had to upgrade my video card to play it, but it is pretty slick. It's a kid's type, type game. So you can't die, which I like because I suck at video games. <laughs> but it's along the lines of you need to collect various pieces and studs and shoot up all kinds of stuff. But it is a very authentic Star Wars style video game, just rendered in Lego. And there well, are some this. there are some funny spots in it, and I think they did a very good job of it. I it was definitely worth my money. Looks like Game Boy Advance is the handheld they have it for. Uh, oh, and you can have two people play it once together. It's really? pretty slick. Yeah. If you come over sometime, we'll have to play it. It's it's slick. It looks like the PC version you can get on lego.com for $29.99. That sounds about right. It's $39.99 for the Xbox and PS2 version. But yeah, before so you can play this multiplayer, is it, I assume it's cooperative? Yeah, it's cooperative multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've never been able to deal with the Bionicle stuff much. You know, but I have I've watched two of the of movies. I've, I've watched two of the movies, and they are enjoyable for the CG. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think that anything, that Bionicle was that great. Never thought it was that great. Still don't think it's that great. Me I either. bought a whole bunch of it at the one of those dollar type stores. Of course, they didn't cost a dollar. They cost four dollars. And I took them to the Lego, the, you know, the brick convention, sold them all. I could have sold a hundred more of those things. People were just sl- snapping them up. I couldn't believe it. I don't think we're quite the intended audience for Bionicle either. Uh, probably not. I, I, I think, think they're, they're shooting lame. for about the 8 to 10 year old type That's people. who was buying them. Yeah, and I do have to say the, the, the movies were enjoyable to watch in the background while I was walk, working on something else, so I'll give them that much. And the cartoon wasn't too bad either. I, I remember watching the cartoon and how they were searching for the mask. Yeah. The storyline was actually pretty good in the cartoon. Yeah. And uh, in the last week, we have received uh, a couple of pieces of email saying that people have enjoyed our podcast, and we thank everybody that is listening. Um, again, if anybody does have any comments, feel free to send them to comments at bricknebula.org. We'll, get, we'll put that in the podcast notes. And we'll have some other email addresses for you there later on. And now for this segment, we have Pick of the Podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Do you want to go first? Or shall I? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Now I have to remember what my pick was. It was that dog, I know. But let's see, where was it? Is this the good one or the bad one? Ah, here it is. A new entry on Brickshelf. It's a Technics dog called Cosmo Dog. And it's by, I have no idea how to say that, so I'll just spell it. A-B-I-A-N-H-H-1. 
Right, Fabian HH1. Oh, the F got cut off. Okay. Fabian HH1. There we go. Cosmodog. Great. You know, it's it's relatively simple design, but the techno the tech the actual technics gearing behind it is very complicated. According to him, and there's movies to back it up, this thing can actually walk, turn, nod, and wag its tail. And I think it's probably just a matter of time before he figures out how to get the mouth to go open and shut. And then he'll have to start cleaning up after it. Yeah, that would be even better. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite was a spacecraft made by uh, John Socal. And I'll have the link there in the podcast notes. It is a, looks to be a one-person spacecraft, fairly fancy looking, a couple of big engines, or four big engines in the back end, a couple of outriggers in the front, and a couple of nice uh, snot-style wings in the back, and I thought it's just fairly impressive. It's nice and clean and crisp. Oh, yeah, good use of grading. Yeah, and it's, for the most part, there it is a studs-not-on-top type style. Yeah, it is. And I think it worked out pretty good. Where do you see the stud? Oh, I see a couple of them there in the back. Oh, there's, there's some of and them the around the He had to domes. have those studs on the top there, yeah. because otherwise that little beam weapon thing wouldn't have any place to go. But for the most part, there, uh, there are a few studs on top. Yeah, that's not bad at all. That's pretty slick, so props to I you. I really do like that use of grating there. Yeah. Yes. Good stuff. And oh. the tires on the back for the engines. Yeah, I always like using tires for engines. I just wish I was better at it. That works out pretty well. I think it was the very first episode. Mike Huffman and I announced that we were going to have a contest for the British invasion-type mocks, which was anything that was sci-fi, British sci-fi TV-type related would count. And unfortunately, we have not received any entries yet. So we're going to extend this contest up until the next episode. If we don't have any by then, we're going to dump it, pick a new topic. So I'm tired of extending this one. I think it's interesting that you're choosing a British topic, but only U.S. people can apply and still win the prize. That doesn't mean U.S. people don't watch British TV. Well, that's true. British I do sci-fi. enjoy the occasional... <laughs> I mean, Doctor Who, Blake Are Seven. being served? And <laughs> keeping up appearances? <laughs> But, uh, yeah. The movie, though, is to be missed. (laughs) The movie is horrific. (laughs) But Doctor Who, Blake Seven, I'll even toss in Logan's Run since the lead character was British. Logan's Run? (laughs) In the movie? Yeah, the movie. Holy crap, what a piece of tripe. Yeah. Of course, I own it, but. (laughs) Talk about tights. The book was so good, but the movie. Oh, man. Yeah. But (laughs) if you have any. We've got a runner. If you have any mocks... Well, check your hose, dude, because that's what you're wearing. <laughs> if you have any mocks based around some British sci-fi or TV or movies or anything like that... Or just have bad teeth. <laughs> feel free to send it in, and we'll use that for the contest. Uh, okay, an update on Moonbase MB1, the mythical man cartoon that I've been trying and not getting very far with. So far, I have created cartoon sets for the boss's office, the secretary's office and conference room, and the two main characters' apartment. Uh, right now, I am working on the, what would you call it? I guess it would be the mindset 
for when they're digging through the through the planetoid, and hopefully I'll have that done by next week, and I guess I need one more set after that, and then I can actually start making strips. Speaking of strips, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> and coming up in the future, and I'll have links for these in the podcast notes, is Marcon in Columbus, which is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, the Columbus, Ohio Lego Train Club will be doing a display there. But the plus side, they got Larry Niven to be... Yes. I'm impressed. They got I'm Larry Niven impressed. there. I'm hoping to catch a glimpse of him. And then there's also the upcoming Star Wars weekend at Walt Disney World, which I think is in July, but uh, Mike and I talked about that last episode, and there are notes available for that. Uh, the Columbus, Ohio Lego Train Club will be doing the National Model Railroad Association show in Cincinnati. Uh, Origins is also in July. Brickfest is coming up in August. And the COLTC will be at the Ohio State Fair in, I want to say that's July as well, or is it June? I can never remember when the fair is. But uh, if I remember correctly, we will be in the old train building. You know what I remember about the Ohio State Fair? It being really, really hot and smelling like llamas. That, but there's one thing in particular. Bees. I've never been anywhere, including a place that has beehives where there's so many bees. And you get one of those drinks. I don't even know if they have them anymore. We used to be out of the fruity drinks. The super sugary water and the glass that you could get refilled like 50 times. Yeah, exactly. That's like a bee magnet. Forget oh, yeah. <laughs> bees and, and the smell of llamas. And if you would like your next sci-fi or Lego type event announced here, uh, please send us an email to eventcast at bricknebula.org. With a healthy bribe. Eh, just the email's good enough. But if you do want to bribe us, us, we won't say no. And I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, Next episode, we're going to want to talk about Serenity, and then also uh, Star Trek done in Lego, and any other ideas we can come up with. Uh, Anything you'd like to say in closing, Mike? Not really. I think that uh, I'd like to thank the editors for not editing out all my comments. And... I enjoyed being on the show. I'm glad you can make it, and hopefully we will make you a permanent fixture in future episodes. As You'll long get as, requests. As long as scheduling is permissive, I don't see why we can't do that. But I'd like to thank hand, handhosting.com and geekindustries.com for providing the server and bandwidth for us. If you would like to reach us, you can find us at bricknebula.org. And I would also like to thank the Columbus, Ohio Lego Train Club, which you can find at coltc.org. And this is our obligatory plug for Moonbase MB1, the yet-to-be-released comic. And in closing, Victor Analysis is the head of our physics department, and Gigi does our hair.